0: listening to Beyond Headlines on 88.7 FM, The Bay. We delve deeper into the issues impacting you. I'm Sabina Hooper. As part of Pride North Bay's celebrations on September 16th, there will be an amazing free concert at the Kiwanis Bandshell on the waterfront. Three Juno Award winning artists will be there. Devin Cole, Carol Pope, and biff naked and joining me now is pride north bay's communications director jason mclennan and biff naked i can see from uh, sort of this pre-interview chat you guys are very close and know each other quite well
1: yes i have to credit well you know like as adults you know they say it's hard to make friends but sometimes when you when you meet your people in life you just it just is natural and it clicks and you just are lifelong friends and I think that's that's one of the joys of life, you know, yeah. the, the wonderful joys of life. We make friends as adults that are become chosen family.
0: Yeah, I can, I can see that sort of wonderful vibe between the two of you. And that's going to transfer into a very special event coming up September 16th. Oh, yeah. You know what? So
1: for, for starters, I, playing any pride anywhere uh, is a privilege. You know, it really is because that is the to, to be asked to to share in the joy that is a pride celebration is already um, just a delight. It's humbling. Uh, but to be able to work with North Bay Pride now uh, going on, you know, three years um, for me going on four years now, three years, the past three years and going on into the fourth year for me is like um, I should just move there and be volunteer, because I just love I love everybody. I know everybody. And, um, and it's growing every year. I mean, the community grows and the larger community as a whole really does embrace uh, the celebration. And I really think that there are some very um, loving and progressive inroads that are being made into that community, which is
0: remarkable. So, Jason, tell us a little bit about what's going on, what's happening on the on the 16th. It's more than just this concert.
2: Right. So we we start off our Wednesday with our flag raising in the morning at 10 a.m. And then we're followed by a, a local talent event at Lou Dogs. So we're gonna highlight some local talent that just wanna perform in front of some people. Maybe it's their first time, maybe it's their not. We don't know. We're just sharing the space. Um, Thursday is our big drag event. So we have, uh, an open line on online competition happening right now. Um, we're a bunch of entries and there people are voting to send them the top six to the finals, which is uh, hosted by Alec Mappa and Trana Wintour. And then we have like Bombay from Canada's Drag Race. We have, uh, Suki Doll from Canada's Drag Race. We have, uh, Kimmy Couture from Canada's Drag Race and Cyril Cinder from, uh, Drag Heels Season 2. And, um... And also Tiki Ko from Call Me Mother, who's actually doing a big show right now that nobody's allowed to talk about yet. And then um, they are our okay. best judges. Um, and then on Friday, we have our Trans March. Um, we are one of the few Trans Marches north of Toronto now. There's also one now in Simcoe County um and we do the boat cruise that night and then on saturday we have our pride march and our picnic and then we get into our big massive concert with biff naked and carol pope and devin cole which i'm very excited about this lineup Me
1: too. i'm very excited about it too <laughs> very excited to be a part of it
2: yeah and then on sunday we're doing it this is me event uh, where some local folks are going to tell their stories and we're going to share that and then use those stories to highlight throughout the year on social media, to remind people that being your true authentic self is the most important thing. And, and you're not alone.
0: These events that at, at the crux of any of these pride events is that message. Would you agree?
2: Oh, very much. So I think it's, I think with everything that's kind of going on right now, and the, the misinformation and the attacks and the especially against trans community and the, the, the drag performers I think being your true authentic self is very important I think kids need to know that it's okay to be whoever they are and whenever they figure out what that is at whatever age that's up to them I mean I knew when I was five um, and I was subjected to all the straight books the straight tv shows and the straight teachers and the homophobics and I still came out gay so I don't think it works any other way I think you are who you are
0: and Beth, what do you think of that, about um, people trying to find their way in terms of finding their own identity? I think it's, you know,
1: obviously, um, you know, we're adults. We've gone through, um, you know, our, our awkward adolescences and sometimes, you know, scary, scary eras in our lives uh, to become the self-actualized adults that we are today and hopefully always evolving and learning, changing and growing. Um, and so for us to be able to provide not only a safe space and a safe platform for young people, um, to provide understanding, uh, to them and to provide a larger picture of community support, um, I think it's integral for young people and, um, for whatever reason, right now, it seems to be, um, you know, kind of uh, a big issue in the in the larger picture of the world for some reason, mm-hmm. particularly North America, yeah. uh, which, again, is just like – I, I call it the Mall of America mentality. No offense to the Mall of America. But it's just um, – it's nonsense. It's kind of silly. It's kind of silly nonsense. And it's misplaced. You know, people are – in this post-pandemic world, people are agitated, Uh, people are longing, they're, um, you know, people have been disconnected for a long time. And unfortunately, there's a lot of polarization that has happened uh, socioeconomically, emotionally, the healthcare system. I mean, and, you know, many of the gaps that existed before are even broader now. Um, So for us to be able to, you know, try somehow lovingly Uh, compassionately to claw our way back to unity um, really is, it's just, it's imperative. It's imperative that we do that. And um, part of how we adults can help and assist is to be there for young people and provide them acceptance and love uh, in whatever in whatever era or season they're in in their lives and also allow them the opportunities to 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 be fluid about it and um you know um people go through different eras in their lives i know i i have and do and continue to you know sometimes everything is a spectrum in the world and uh for us to just be um really open and loving and and set a good example as uh supportive and um, empowering, encouraging adults, I think, is just for me. Anyways, it's part of it's part of my heart-centered work, and just part of being who I am. And I know that other people are on the same uh, page as me, and we just need to be vocal about it.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now you're talking about um, a very important issue and in, in, in about reaching out to kids, but I think this goes far beyond the community as well. I was telling Jason the last time he and I spoke, um, I personally and my company took a bit of a beating about our very outspoken support for the 2S plus LGBTQ community. What do you say to the people who aren't understanding this issue? Wow, we don't
1: have enough time um, and there's so much to say you know there's so much to say and I know that um, you know my parents for example my adoptive parents um, were deeply involved in the civil rights movement in the 60s in America they're Americans and they marched in Salma and they marched on Washington uh, with King and all of his supporters mm-hmm. and um, there was a lot of frustration uh, on their end due to the absolute lack of willingness to understand Um, and I think that's very very frustrating again for us Um, you know for us in the community whether or not you know we are identifying as LGBTQ or if we're allies or if we're family members or if we're just community members that you know want to be open and loving and understanding Um, I think it's, it's very difficult when you're up against people who are unwilling to listen. And, um, you know, it, it feels, and that, that happens in many different at- arenas, whether it is the animal rights movement, whether it is, um, you know, against, you know, all the abortion laws that are changing in the U.S. and of course, trans rights or LGBTQ rights all over the world. Um, you know, what do we do? What can we do when we're up against um, human beings who refuse, who absolutely refuse to listen or be swayed or understand or be open or be loving? What do we do? And it's hard. It's hard to understand, and it's easy to feel defeated and to feel frustrated and to give up. And and I always say, you know, we can't. That is part of that is part of the work that we do, that we're born to do. We're put on this earth to love everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. we really are. And uh, to try and, and that has, that isn't even a, you know, a religious or a theological or a philosophical doctrine. That is just how human beings are built, really. Naturally, everyone is built in this way. Um, How do we, you know, how do we get that message through to other people? Sometimes, you know, it's not our labor anymore when it comes to people who are so adamantly, um, you know, refusing and who, you know, just really have no regard for other people's um, safety. You know, what do we do? How, you know, I think that's a very broad question. For me, all I can ever do is what I am always doing, which is just be loud and proud and uh, try with everything cell of my being, to protect and advocate for people that I love and for all the strangers that I love that I don't even know. Um, You know, it's really, it's our responsibility as um, adults living in this world, trying to work towards a world filled with loving kindness. It's our responsibility to protect other people and to try everything in our power uh, to do that every single day and
0: to get up every day and do it again. Jason, I know um, you have been the uh, target of a lot of this. From a human perspective, let, let's leave all the political stuff aside. From a human perspective, how are you impacted when you hear this kind of stuff, the negativity?
2: Um, it's taxing. It's, it's very taxing on the soul. That's a, my best because you feel alone when you're getting all those attacks or you're getting those in boxes or whatever. And all those comments that are specifically directed at you. Um, it's it's draining. It really is. It, it, it makes you feel. Well, for me, it's made me feel that I'm very isolated, even though deep down I know I'm not. It, you know, I feel that I feel very bad for people that are other people that are seeing it because they feel they feel it's an attack on them as well. So I it's draining, but you know what? It's people like yourselves and and Biff and and our community that that reminds me that why we do this and why it's so important and why we keep getting up every day. I mean, I'm not I I show up at every event no matter what kind of threats I've gotten or whatever kind of hates I still go. I still speak up. I still as you know, I write for one of our local papers too and I I, <laughs> I got a lot from that one <laughs> so I
0: know um, I know you did I saw that
2: yeah but you know what I still do it because I recognize it's important and it's not just about the community it's about that one person that you're connecting to that just needed that moment mm-hmm. to remind them that it's okay
0: let's talk about your art a little bit how do those feelings of everything that you we were just talking about how does that come through in your music?
1: Well, I you know I feel like I've always been pretty lucky. You know, starting out in the punk rock scene, for example, a lot of songs that we would perform were really kind of early protest songs. You know, even though we were uh four white skateboarding kids in Winnipeg, I mean, we still um you know, there were a lot of injustices that we Recognized at a young age and would sing about it. And all the bands that we liked were also singing about injustices, you know, bands from the Bad Brains to SNFU to DOA, particularly.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: it was really kind of how I learned how to songwrite. Uh, on my first record, there were songs that dealt with, um, uh, you know, conversations about experiencing rape, for example, experiencing sexual violence. And uh, then later on, experiencing trying to leave domestic violence situations or or, um, you know, other people experiencing um, different barriers. And as a performer, I've always been really lucky to kind of be the one with holding the mic. And yeah. so what I've discovered all along is that in between songs, whatever uh, the song was about or not about, I could still, in between the songs, Talk about something very specific happening in those communities uh, that I was performing in, you know, anywhere from Lexington, Kentucky to Luxembourg, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, there's always there's always community issues that need um, highlighting wherever you are in the world. And I felt very um, lucky to be able to always kind of mention things and always have a community table at the shows. Uh, to make sure that other like whether it was, um, you know, gender based violence organizations or women's shelters or even animal shelters and make sure that they had a place at our merch table that they could uh, promote, you know, the fundraisers they needed to promote also. So it's really, um, you know, there's a lot of different facets uh, Mm -hmm. to being a performer that allow me uh, the opportunity to, to help out where I can. Yeah. You sound like you're very emotionally invested in all of this. Oh, absolutely. I think all of us are, you know, really and truly like, you know, when they say that we're, we're passionate about something, it's because it's in our hearts. People get upset with uh, brands, for example, like pride is a perfect example, pride month, a Mm -hmm. lot of, whether it's banks or whether it's like, you know, clothing companies, they're just like, everything is rainbow flags And, and people kind of, you know, poo poo it a lot, saying that it's performative. And I always say it doesn't matter. You know what? Who cares? Who cares? If that big bank wants to spend the money and give a percentage of um, money to LGBTQ charities or they want to highlight organizations, have Adder. It's just like, great. Doesn't, you yeah. know, to me, I think any anything helps and everything helps.
0: Now there's one more uh thing that I wanted to talk about that I'm kind of excited about. Your documentary. The documentary has been filming um
1: all over the world uh for the last almost almost 3 years. Um it is it was the idea the brainchild of the company uh that is doing a feature film called Ibificus based on the book Ibificus which is my memoir. You know, I I'm, I share my personal life all the time on social media, but all, I, I, like all of us, there's a private life, uh, that we don't share. Uh, you know, Jason and I can both uh, tell you, you know, whether it is, you know, we have a parent that's dying or we're, you know, we're caregiving for an elderly aunt or we have migraines or, you know, this and that and the other thing, there's, there's lots of things in life that, um, that don't get shared. And my memoir that was written, um, published in 2016, called Ibifices, was written in 2013. So I feel, and it was it was very, um, it was very polite. It was a very polite memoir yeah. um, with the editors at HarperCollins being very careful, and that was great. Um, but the documentary definitely goes into things um, that was not allowed to be in the book, for example, in, in my memoir um mm-hmm. and it goes to a lot of places that I've never shared before mm-hmm. um I've been married three times um you know maybe that'll be out of 20 I don't know I'm quite an optimist um but you know there's there's a lot of layers to a person's life and and, and to be in the hands of Jennifer Abbott I just think that you know I feel safe sharing uh, a lot of my life which is is complicated and and wild and funny um we've filmed in paris we filmed in mexico we're filming all over the world Mm -hmm. and um and we're also filming shows and like you know jason has met my director before and you know in my in the families that i'm in in the households that i share with my little yorkie uh there are five dogs you know, and there's lots of rescue dogs. And then there's angel flights of rescue dogs. And there's just like, there's other aspects that I think that are going to be showcased in the documentary. I've had a lot of stalkers. We've had a lot of uh, court dates due to stalkers. I've had a lot of police involvement in my life. There's been a lot of violence in my life. My my birth family is going to be interviewed. And so for the first time, my birth mom, who's Mm -hmm. only 15 years older than me, gets to share her story. And I think, you know, if nothing else, that's
0: probably one of the most important
1: aspects to me of the documentary.
0: Jason has a little bit of uh news for you. Jason, take it away. Oh.
2: I do have some news for you. Um I don't know if you remember us talking about awards and different type of things that we were talking about, like what to come up with awards. And I I said to you, what would you what would you, if you ever did an award, what would you think it would be? So we decided on when you're here that we're going to give the first ever Biff Naked Doing Good Award.
1: Ah, you're so sweet. Oh, my goodness.
2: Because it's inspired. Right. By, yeah, but it's inspired by all the things you do. And it's just doing good. And and when we talked about it, you said, you know, that was the one thing that always stood out is doing good. and And we thought. Let's just do this, and it will be an annual award. Yourself,
1: this, this is why we're friends. You're just yeah. so thoughtful, Jason. That is so sweet.
2: But you know what? It, but it inspires people, and it speaks volumes, because it is about just doing good in the world. And and I think people need to start knowing that, and I think you're a prime example of that. And we thought this was kind of like a legacy for you.
0: You're
1: so
2: sweet. So that I just good. wanted to share that with you. Thank and we you. thought we will do it while you're here, during <laughs> so your concert, sweet. and we kind of have a couple of ideas of who we're just kind of figuring out the final
0: made my entire summer (laughs) oh well i thank you both so much for this and we are going to be talking again because jason has very generously invited us to go backstage for the concert yay i will see you there and again for our viewers september 16th awesome i can't wait awesome